0: Journey podcast where not only do we break down one film a fortnight from the IMDb top 250 list, but we also do a wide variety of other things, including polls, pod v pods, more polls, questions of the week, and various other things. As usual, I'm joined by my young, scrappy, and hungry co host, Hendo. How are you going, my friend?
1: Not bad, mate. How do you like that uh, new dialogue I set up for you?
0: I just read off the teleprompter, please. I appreciate you sending me these weekly rundowns now of what we're gonna do. It makes it makes coming up with what we're gonna do in an episode kind of a lot easier for me. So thank you.
1: I feel like I might I might just do a fake rundown one day, <laughs> 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 including decathlons, shot put, high jump. Wait, what?
0: Wow, you went to like what is that? it's just like high school for me (laughs) high school gym class
1: yeah that's it (laughs) i'm doing good mate how about yourself
0: yeah i'm fantastic mate got nothing to complain about in my life so lucky me i guess Sure. What are we doing today, Hendo?
1: Well, today, Dean, it's Pod v Pod 39, and we've got another great guest today. It's a, it's rematch time. I haven't had a rematch in a while. We've got Topher from We Watch The Thing. It's been over like a year since we had uh, one of the boys from We Watch The Thing on the show.
0: Really? And I don't think we've had Topher on without Billy before, have we?
1: No, we haven't. Let's see how he goes Billyless, I guess. And then after that, we'll take a look at our question of the week, which is, what is your favorite Heath Ledger film? Which will be our top five as usual. We're going to see who wins our competition there. And then after all that, we're going to talk about what else we've been watching for the last fortnight. So not as much as we usually get into, but still plenty to get into. Let's do it. So I've got a couple of polls here that I've put out on Twitter over the last week to see which of these top 250 films we've done a breakdown on are worthy of the top 250 list. So let's start off with Casino and 57% say no. Ah...
0: Really? I would have guessed yes.
1: Yeah. All uh, right. What about Batman Begins here? I mean, what do I you reckon.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this debacle. I think there was a, a strong no. Yeah, 61% say no. That is outrageous.
1: Monty Python and the Holy Grail is next and 59% say yes.
0: I actually thought that would have been higher. What about Hachi? What do you reckon here? I think I was one of like three people who voted yes, top 250.
1: Yeah, uh, 89% say no. (laughs) Hutchie should not
0: be in the 250. In fairness, I probably wouldn't put it in my top 250 films of all time, but (laughs) I felt like poor little old Hutchie needed needed some support this week.
1: Yeah, they got 11% yes. Funny enough, that's not even the lowest yes we've got so far. We had Wild Tales at 10%. Ouch. (laughs) And the last one so far is The Wolf of Wall Street. And 61% say no. Well, there you go. Yeah. Batman Begins and Wolf of Wall Street getting a 61% no this week. All right, Dean, let's do it. Let's get into Pod V Pod 39. (laughs) Alright Dean, it's time for Pod V Pod 39, where we have some of your favourite podcasters on for a battle of different movie games. And this week, it is rematch time. We've got Tofa from We Watch The Thing. Welcome back buddy, how you doing? Fantastic, gentlemen. Good to be back. Yes, it's
0: great to have you back. Absolutely.
2: billy list this time. Yeah, he had um some lame excuse about, I don't know, parenting. Didn't I didn't want wanting again. to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh. I think we've seen through it.
1: Now nah, let's let's see how you go, Billy listed. I reckon you, you you can't do any worse. Well, I was so. gonna say we didn't exactly cover
2: ourselves in glory last time, did we? <laughs> oh, that was grim. Oh
1: all right, mate. Let's uh, let's get into it. You know the drill. Let's start off with our standard movie quiz. Pub quiz asshole. Five points per five points. Jeez. I don't know the drill, obviously. <laughs> five questions, one point per correct guess. Topher, you can answer the first question here. I'll ask you the question. Here we go. Oh, hang on. Before we start, all these questions are from our patron Chris, so blame Chris if you get any of these wrong, okay? <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Mark Warburg has been in five films directed by Peter Berg. Name three of them.
2: Okay. Okay. Let's say Patriots Day is one? Yep. What's the one with the oil rig? Is that only the Brave or was that something with people jumping out of helicopters into the ocean? God, this is like my dad would nail this Absolutely destroy it <laughs> Mark Wahlberg is is right in my dad's sweet spot Lucky him
0: <laughs> Either that or he just thinks it's Matt Damon um, <laughs> He would have been real confused in The Departed then <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Okay, is only the braver Mark Wahlberg film directed by Berg? No, it's not, oh, well, unfortunately. That was good while it lasted. Deepwater Horizon was the one you were thinking that of. That was more obvious than I thought.
1: Uh, you also had Lone Survivor, Mile 22, and Spencer Confidential.
2: Right. Didn't g- get into our Spencer Confidential. I saved myself. No, nah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you,
1: you, luck just, you lucked out there. So I heard. All right. <laughs> Dean, you can go first
2: for the All first right. question. What do we got, mate? Okay. Which of the Jurassic Park slash world films has the lowest score on Metacritic?
0: Metacritic Wow Metacritic Okay What
2: have they dumped Hardest
0: on oh, Okay I, I mean it's obviously Not one It won't be two I doubt it would be Jurassic World So it's either Three Or Fallen Kingdom I don't know I feel like three Was so bad It stopped them Making movies For so long I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Jurassic Park three
2: Very sound logic sir That is correct With a I'm gonna say Generous score of Forty two
0: Oh, that's not that bad.
2: Hmm. That's not... That's that's more than that film deserves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. All right. Next question for you, mate. Which director started off as a cinematographer and worked on such classic films like Big, When Harry Met Sally, Misery and Miller's Crossing? And lucky for you, this is a multiple choice. So the options are A, David Fincher, B, Barry Sonnenfeld... Or C, Wonderbond. Okay.
2: Fincher was in special effects beforehand and then was directing music clips and ads while those films were being made. So let's put a line through my man David. I'll go B, Sonnenfeld.
0: That is correct. Well done.
2: Boom. We're already doing better than last time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question two. All right, let's do it. All right. Bit of a lead into this one. Story time, kids. Gather around. Ooh. Between 1939 and 1967, there were two Oscars given out for cinematography. One for black and white, one for colour. Post the, uh, post-merger, let's call it, one black and white film, and one only, has won the Oscar for cinematography. What is that film?
1: Okay, the two that come to my mind was Raging Bull and The Artist. Now, I'm trying to go back, or it could be Schindler's List... I'm trying to think of those black and white films that happened past the black and white era. What year did they finish doing the split? The last
2: year where there was two was 1967.
1: Okay, so it can't be The Apartment. I feel like it's it's one of those three. What other like black and white films have there been since then besides those three? Hmm. I feel like I'm going to take out Raging Bull. I don't think that were that won it. So I feel like it's Schindler's List or The Artist. Both best picture, Both winners, best picture ho- winners. Yeah, geez, did the artists, like scoop that year? What was that? That was 2011. Sound like the Tree of Life win that year for cinematography? I can't remember.
2: Chivo didn't win for Tree of Life. He was robbed, I tell you. Oh, geez.
1: All right. Thanks for the, thanks for the <laughs> hot tip there.
2: <laughs> You're trying to steer me in that direction. <laughs> you want know, to get real nerdy about it? I'm pretty sure he won like the the cinematography guild award. So. You know, my people know. And I'm just, yes, I've just (laughs) called myself a cinematographer.
1: (laughs) Look, I think, I don't think there's, I don't think the cinematography and the artist would have been as highly recognised as something from, say, Schindler's List.
2: So, yeah, let's go Schindler's List. Boom. Well done. Awesome. Well done. (sighs) Thank you. Raging Bull would want to have lost to something good just quietly. That is a shit hot looking film.
0: <laughs> it definitely is. All right, Topher, let's
1: see if you can make it two for two, uh, make it two all here for your third question. What was the highest grossing film of 2004?
2: 2004. All right. 2004. Revenge of the Sith was 03, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was 05. S- still not Revenge of the Sith. 04. What do we got? Nothing James Cameron. When did when did the Pirates train start rolling, I wonder. How old was I then? Oh yeah, that's why I can't remember. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's a hazy year. Oh wow. Yeah, I've got I've got no kind of educated guess here. Um Pi- Pirates of the Caribbean, in the first one. Uh no, you're incorrect. I think
1: that one came out in 2001. Is that oh, old? It might be totally. Wow. I think I'm oh, not th- I'm just guessing here. It was actually Shrek too. Oh wow.
2: <laughs> yep,
0: strong year for blockbusters. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Man, I remember I worked at I was working in a cinema when the first one came out. That thing was that was an event. That thing was huge. just kids <laughs> for days.
1: Okay. Uh, Dean, let's see if you can make it uh...
2: Three against one here. All right. All right. Feeling very put upon here. Ganged up. Um, where's, where's Billy? <laughs> Tap me out. Um, okay. Who played the title role in David Lynch's The Elephant Man? Oh, this is my question. Oh,
0: okay. Haven't seen it. I know he looks weird. <laughs> Could be anyone. <laughs> uh, let's go William Hurt. That's gutting. You hate to see it. I'm pretty sure it's John it's Hurt. It's John Hurt. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I knew that's... I had Hurt in my head. I was like, is it William? Is it John? That's a uh, tough beat. That's hey, sucks. You did
1: better than what I thought you would. You got half of it right. All right, so hope you got a chance to tie it up here. Here we go. Uh,
0: which actress has Annette Bening lost out to twice at the Oscars? Okay.
2: American Beauty was 99, which is... So she's lost out to the same person twice. Yes. Hillary Swank?
0: Hey, well done. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Very good. So yeah, Swank won for Boys Don't Cry and Million Dollar Baby up against Benning Thor, American Beauty, and Being Julia.
2: Man, she's due. Can we just like the next thing she does, I don't like I don't care what it is. <laughs> Can we just get a net Benning and Oscar, please? <gasps>
1: alright mate. Well done. You, you've you've uh, you've kept yourself in this. Let's see how I go. Trying to make this uh three against two. Okay.
2: The characters Toe Cutter and Knight Rider are villains in which cult classic? Mad Max. Bam. All right.
1: Do well. Okay. do well, we're up to the last question here. Now we're on three to your two. Let's keep so this interesting. Gotta get this to yeah to keep it interesting.
2: Here we go. What was the first film to earn a billion dollars? I assume unadjusted. We're talking, to, like not for inf- not not counting inflation or. I, I guess so. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> um, two point. All right. I don't reckon Jurassic Park did, so I think it was probably Titanic. And you are correct. Great. All right. Oh, this is good. <laughs> this is good. Okay. This is right. this is going. This is a very. Nice little lead in here. Well done, team. We didn't know this was going to happen, but it has. Of the following three film franchises, which has made the most money at Ooh. the uh, at the world? This is worldwide box office. Okay. Okay. Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, or Pirates of the Caribbean?
1: Surely, surely I,
2: it's
0: Pirates. I,
1: surely it's. I think Pirates. I, I think Pirates has been at least like number one for many of those films. Yeah, and I don't think I, re- I, really I don't think like-
0: Mission Impossible comes close. No,
1: nah, and uh, so like Jurassic Park and Jurassic, like Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom, made a, an absolute ton of money. Yeah, but I don't Pirates, know how well the second and third did. Pirates is huge. Yeah, and there's how many of those? Is there six? I of those
2: films.
0: Does, does does Johnny Depp know at this point? He's kind of busy at the moment, mate. Well, there is that. We probably couldn't get him on at the moment to ask him.
2: That's the only thing between us and Johnny Depp. Of course. Of
0: course.
1: Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm good with Pirates, Dean. You good with that?
2: Yeah,
0: for sure.
1: Yeah, do
2: it. That's what
1: I'd have said. Come Fuck. on. Uh, Jurassic Park. Jesus.
2: Shit. Wow. What was the difference, like, 100 bucks? Um... Four or five hundred thousand and change. Sorry, Sorry four five hundred million and change. <laughs> uh, you know, just what's what's a couple of hundred million between friends? <laughs> oh
1: man, could have had that one.
2: Shit. Yeah. Oh well,
1: well this this was unexpected. We end the first round with a tie.
2: This is wow. I'm. This is as good as a win for me. I'm feeling great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's see how we go with the second game here, which is you might be looking at three. Tours. And what we have here is the other team have to guess what is the movie that the other team is going to give them based off three actors from that film. Now, Topher, we ask you the first question in the first round. You can ask us the first one here, and I'll take the first question this time.
2: Okay, mate. These people were in what? Philip Seymour Hoffman, Rachel McAdams, Willem Dafoe. Ooh, let's see. Philip Seymour Hoffman is the one I'm thinking of here. What did he do with Rachel McAdams? probably something where he was better than her
0: how do you <laughs> <laughs> she is a
2: treasure uh, I'm not I'm anyway
1: <laughs> let's see um, none of the, the films that I can outright think of they are together so I need to go for ones that I haven't seen so I'm thinking of ones like before the devil knows you're
0: dead uh, well, that narrows it down <laughs> Cap-
1: Capote was she in Capote? Ah, man. Rachel McAdams. Is it some sort of... Some rom-com? With Philip Seymour Hoffman and Willem Dafoe? Jesus Christ.
2: When I think think Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think (laughs) (laughs) rom-com. Look, I am going to say...
1: Before the devil knows you're dead. It was 2014's A Most Wanted Man.
0: Never heard of it.
1: (laughs) I've heard of it i didn't know
2: that any of those people were in it i've got a okay. suspicion it was the last thing he shot wouldn't quote me on that but i think it might have been that makes sense that does make sense all right Tofa, you you got a chance to
1: take the lead here in the second game and your three actors are anthony hopkins
2: heather graham and joshua jackson and you're not making this up no joshua jackson heather graham and anthony hopkins it's, it's such, a, such a different level of actors. That's the weirdest thing it's outside of a Trump rally. That's bonkers stuff. I have nothing. I have nothing. Is that a pass? That's Yeah, that's going through to the
1: keeper. Yeah, I, I had no idea with this one. This one's courtesy of Dean. This is uh, Bobby. It's what? Bobby!
0: Bobby! <laughs> Bobby. The 2006 uh, Emilio Estevez-directed film about uh, Bobby Kennedy. Big oh. cast. I've seen that.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs>
0: thank you. I don't remember Hopkins being in it at all. I'm
2: pretty sure he plays Bobby. I remember Jackson being in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I think I kind of liked that movie.
0: Well there you go. <laughs> Endo was, was acting like I made this film up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright mate, let's see how you go with the second one.
2: Alright, alright. Okay. We have Rafe Fines, Angela Bassett, and Juliet Lewis.
0: God. Angela Bassett. I think the only movie I can name that she's in, and I'm not even sure it's her, could be the score, and it's definitely not that film. Who's the other one? Juliet Lewis? Juliet Lewis. Oh. Dude, I think I'm confusing her with Juliet Binochet. Is that how you pronounce it? Binoche. Binoche. Pretty sure you'll find it's
2: Binochet.
0: (laughs) 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 Binoche. Uh, Jesus. (laughs) This is. Let's go. Let's go, the English patient.
2: Uh, It was. That's right. Catherine Bigelow's Strange Days.
0: Oh, man. Can I take Hendo's response there? (laughs) (laughs) Dean, you're
1: right. Oh, for sure. I'm not even sure you had it.
0: Ah, shit. Unlucky. All right. Your next one here, Toaf, is Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, and Dennis Hopper. True romance. Yeah, that was very easy. Hendo couldn't get that before.
2: <laughs> I hey, we were rushing, all right? <laughs> I watched it like a month ago for the first time in a very long time, and I'm unconvinced I'd have got it. Otherwise, that's there's a lot of luck in that one.
0: Nah, good get. or brilliance. Yeah,
2: as
1: as Dean's material here goes from Bobby to True Romance. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with Bobby? <laughs> all over the joint.
2: <laughs> um, I'm here for Bobby. That's right. I'll stand with Bobby. Uh, okay, who's who's up? I've lost track. I am up. Okay. Let's do it. All right. We have... Hey, Anthony Hopkins is back. This time... Okay. He's with Mel Gibson and Daniel Day-Lewis.
1: What? (laughs) I mean, Day-Lewis has done, like, six
2: films.
1: (laughs) 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 What did he do with Mel Gibson? Let's go through the Day-Lewis films I know. It's not There Will Be Blood. It's... Mel Gibson's not in Lincoln. That's bullshit. Uh, It's not... It's not in the name of my Uh, father i I don't i don't know if it's my left foot i don't know actually know who else is in that besides him is it it's not nine that weird movie he did uh it's not gangs of new york it's not phantom thread didn't he do another like period piece movie like the age of innocence is that one of them no gibson in that anthony hopkins would be in something like that like a like an armistad i don't think either of the other two are in that age of innocence sounds like at least two of those people could be in it
2: lock in the Age of Innocence. It is The Bounty. What is that? It is, I think, the most recent version of Mutiny on the Bounty. There's more than one. Back in the eight, there's at least three. (laughs) (laughs) God. God. Um, Wow.
0: Yeah, and you were complaining about Bobby, Hendo.
1: (laughs) Can we go back to round one? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Okay, that's rough. That is rough. All right. So far... (laughs) Uh, let's see. You get this one right, you're in a commanding lead here. We've got
2: Willem Dafoe, Jared Leto, and Justin Thoreau. Right. As a rule, I try and avoid Jared Leto. But as a rule, I try and see Willem Dafoe. Kind of conflicted here, then. Indeed. Pretty sure Jared Leto wasn't in the background of the Florida Project guessing he wasn't in that one recently where Willem Dafoe was... Who was he? Rembrandt recently? When he was like... T- Van Gogh? Uh, yeah, that's right. And he was like twice the age that Van Gogh was when he died or something. <laughs> Dafoe, Leto, and through <sighs> Guess in mid-2000s. Shadow of the Vampire.
1: Uh, I think that came out in 2000, which was the same year as the right, right answer, which was American Psycho. Right! <laughs> yep. <laughs> When you think about it, like, this is the thing with this game. Once you get the answer and you roll through my like oh my god, that is right. You get you get all it just comes rushing back to you. That checks out. Except if it's Bobby or the bounty. <laughs>
2: the bounty. <laughs> Check it. The bounty is like it, okay, it's it's not a great film, it's worth it for Hopkins just going off tap. It's gold. Hopkins off tap, hey! It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Him yelling at Daniel Day Lewis and Mel Gibson is fantastic. That get, be- I was
1: going to say, out of the three people you just said, then I wouldn't exp- I would have said that, uh, Mel Gibson going off tap would have been the
2: one you said. He's the most chill. He's like, <laughs> if 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 old timey ships had a token stoner dude, like that would be Mel Gibson.
0: It's <laughs> hard to see,
2: <laughs> and it's weird because like it's back when he kind of had an Australian accent. So when his British accent slips up, it's Aussie, not American. Oh, terrible! How yeah, jarring. It- it is. It really is.
1: Uh, okay. Alright, Dean, I think it's your go now.
2: Alright, what do we got? Alright, Dean. We have Kristen Scott Thomas, we have Maggie Smith, and we have Ryan Phillippe.
0: Okay. Is it Gosford Park? It is. Nice. Thank you. You can tell the confidence as soon as he's like, is it? Without even saying <laughs> a word. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I've given this a lot of thought. <laughs>
1: All right, Topher, we're back to one each here, but you've got a chance to take the lead once again. Dean, what do you got for
0: him? All right, let's go a bit of Don Cheadle, Dandy Newton and Keith David. Hotel Rwanda. No, it was actually the very underappreciated Crash. Right. Haven't seen it since the
2: first time I saw it. I mean, there are a few who have. <laughs> 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 and, yes... Once again, as soon as you say it, yep, that checks it comes out. Back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so for the win. No, no, you got a chance to catch back up if we get this right. But if you get this right, it's for it's for the win. Yes. No, it's to take the lead. Okay, very good. <laughs> Ign- well, we can make it for the win if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have Meg Ryan, Jennifer Jason Lee, and
0: Mark Ruffalo. Is this both of us? Ooh, yeah.
2: You, you, I think you're the bigger Meg
1: Ryan fan.
0: Oh, uh, what do you think about in the cut, Hendo? I don't even know what that is. Meg Ryan got her boobs out in it. That, you would know. That's pretty much it. I'm just, I'm not sure. <sighs> Shouldn't it be called in the uncut then? Uh, wow, I heard all that silence.
1: <laughs>
0: Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I,
1: I, think I heard the cricket. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh
0: what else has she been in with? I mean, what else is semi modern for Meg Ryan?
1: I, I know. Here, here's the movies I know her in. The two with Tom Hanks, The City of Angels. You don't one, even know their that,
0: names, do you?
1: <laughs> was it Sleepless in Seattle? And you've got mail. <laughs> And there's City of Angels, and then there's that one she did with Russell Crowe. Was that Proof of Life or something? Yeah. Uh, Those are the four I know, and now, now I'm out.
0: I know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's any of them.
1: Who was, who was the one that wasn't Mark Ruffalo and Meg Ryan?
0: Jennifer Jason Lee. See, I know her and even less. Yeah, she could be in anything. I'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> still have no idea who she is.
2: <laughs> I have to stop for a second and figure out whether it's her or Juliette Lewis.
1: <laughs> uh, look, if you if you want to go for in the cut, I'm not going to say no. Uh, all right, let's do it. In the cut, it's Jane Campion's in the cut. Wow! Thank you, Dean on fire. All right, Topher, you need this one for the tie.
0: Oh, it'd be great to go in tie tie.
1: <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we've had any form of tie. <laughs> I think I think this is the most collective right answers we've had then compared to the like the last ten pod pods combined. <laughs>
0: That's not funny. <laughs> 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 we do this we do this all the time and we're terrible still.
1: <laughs> all right, Tofa, your last one here. You've got Billy Crudup, Carla Gugino, and Patrick Wilson. Watchman. Sorry, Damn it, sorry. Is it? Watchman? It sounds much more confident when you just say (laughs) the movie. (laughs) Uh, Well done, mate. Make that a tie for the second round as well. How good is this? Jeez. Look at this. Lockstep. Two ties heading into the final round, which is an all out movie draft. And this week, our draft is coming to us from our awesome patron, Chris, once again. And he's gone with Science Gone Wrong.
2: Interesting, interesting, interesting. What do you think of that one, Topher? You know what I like about it is is the scope that it gives you to get pedantic about whether a movie fits the brief.
1: Oh, Dean and I have already had an argument about <laughs> yes, this, like yes one we particular have. film. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Topher, you are the guest, so you can decide who's going to go first out of you or one of us.
2: I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the number one because there's something that is just it's so obvious that I don't feel like you can go past it.
0: All right. That's interesting because well, well, I, I don't. I, I personally don't think there is a standout here. Not at, at least not one.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, this isn't like this isn't so much. It's not necessarily my standout. It's just the in the interests of this is just raging populism, is what it is. Trying and win. Raging populism.
0: That's that's our draft.
2: <laughs> so with the number one overall pick, I would go for Jurassic Park. Ah, uh, okay.
0: the science where they tried to, you know, make dinosaurs come back to life and succeeded,
2: And then it goes wrong <laughs>
0: <It's>... <laughs> so Yeah, but it's... the actual science is, is right, though, no, isn't it? No, it didn't It, it went wrong, the, everyone died the, What are you talking the about? The
2: science said that they all remained female, so it went wrong
0: Ah, good yeah. one
2: <laughs> You got me there <laughs> Yay for being for dancing pest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, Dean, you can go first for us, it doesn't really matter
0: Okay, uh, I'm gonna take Back to the Future.
2: Yeah,
1: that would that would have been mine too. Mm. Do you want to do you want to explain your science gone wrong here, or are you just you just going? Well, move the time on? machine works.
2: I don't I don't see your point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, because of their time machine, they almost wipe each other out of existence, or at least Marty.
2: Yeah, slash, get to second base with your mum. Yeah. Speaking of wrong, uh, gross.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, my pick. Uh, I know Dean's not going to pick it, but I don't know how if Topher's going to take it in the next two. I I, I don't know how he's going to go with this one, but I want to take it now. Uh, I'm going A Clockwork Orange. Sports Hi, Topher? Highbrow pick. I like it. All right. There we go. Dean is
0: silent. I mean, that's the one we were arguing about. I would <laughs> argue that the science works and he no longer performs violent acts.
1: So, instead, he decides to commit suicide because he can't listen to music or he can't defend himself. Hey, that's I on him. I think the science went wrong. And you know what happens at the end of that film afterwards? Spoilers. He reverts. <laughs>
2: Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> for <laughs> a Kubrick film. From... <laughs> uh, okay. All right, Toph, you got two picks here. What are you going for? I'm going to go for... So, the argument I had in this household, actually, was and no contrary to popular belief billy and i do not live together um is whether technology counts as science Ooh, my other half go. who has a bit of a science background said absolutely it counts so i was like done done okay so in the in the twisted evil spirit of hal i will take 2001 a space odyssey
1: mm, okay Interesting. The thing with the blind movie draft is no one gets a chance to listen to your explanation then. So you're going to go into this blind draft, putting that up, and people are going to be like bullshit. That's ridiculous. <laughs> if they don't, if they don't trust it, I think, I mean, yeah, I think that I'm if they
2: call bullshit on Space Odyssey, they're also calling bullshit on Clockwork Orange. So,
0: so, so, yeah, what is what fair. is the science that has gone wrong? Well, Hal is the science that goes wrong. But doesn't he perform his task? I don't think his intended task
2: included murdering the crew, no. See, mm. the thing is,
1: if if we're talking about technology as well, you can really stretch it out to things like...
0: The Fast on. and the Furious. What? <laughs> they just didn't go fast enough, Hendo. <laughs> I mean, if we're... If we're... <laughs>
1: If we're sticking with the technology then I'm not going to mention the film I just said because if you're if you're taking 2001 I I'm I'm taking something off the board I've got here for sure now. Right. You're called Tofa? <laughs> yeah. You want you, you want to stick you want to stick with 2001? Uh yeah, sticking with it. All right, he's opening up the floodgates for technology dean.
0: So are you saying Hendo that you you're not going to say a film now?
1: No, I've got another film that I don't have on my board here because I wasn't really thinking of you know, technology-wise. Okay. But Topher's got another pick here, so hopefully he doesn't pick the one I'm thinking of.
0: Mm.
2: All right, uh, with my next pick, I'm going to go with the 80s remake of The Fly.
0: Okay. Yeah, that would have been my next pick. Cool, all right, fair enough.
1: Let's see. Dean, what are you going to go for our third one?
0: Hmm, I must say, I think the the quality does drop off a little here. Uh... All right, fuck it. Let's go popular movie. Let's go Spider-Man Two, and I'm referencing more Doc Ock's failed experiment.
1: Nice, I like it. I like it. Okay, here, here's where we're going to go with this one. Okay, so so we've opened the floodgates for technology as uh, well, science. Topher here, has. So,
2: yeah, well, not so much me as as so, my better half. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you're working in technology and you create AI, for example.
0: Oh god, you're not going AI, are you, Hendo? No, no,
1: that's, that's
2: <laughs> Billy and Toby should be on the AI for a, sec- <laughs> for a, for a <laughs> sweet second there. I was
1: like, do it. No, I'm gonna go with
2: the Terminator. And that, of course, is where the floodgates to lead to. Yeah, you opened it.
1: You opened it,
0: <laughs> Dean, your thoughts? Uh, could you argue T2? No,
1: nah, I, th- I, th- I think I'm gonna go the Terminator.
0: Yeah, you don't wanna get. Uh, votes? No. <laughs> oh, we're not going to get votes for the Terminator? I mean, I, I think we would get a substantially larger amount for T2. But, uh, I mean, your pick is your pick. You can't change it. But I'm I'm very curious why you wouldn't just double down with it with uh, T2.
1: Because I think in, in Terminator 2, they also use the technology
0: to help them out. Yeah, to help them out against the science going wrong.
1: Yeah, but in the first one it's just the science gone wrong and it's man against machine. Okay. I've I've made my pick. I've made my pick. Yeah, it's wrong, but okay. <laughs> it's not all, all wrong. Why don't you go Terminator 2 then?
0: I mean that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Why don't I just go T3 while I'm at it?
2: <laughs> Genesis. Uh. Uh. What's weird is that T3 in the run of Terminator films has now become not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> it really oh, no. That's <laughs> horrifying, isn't it? <laughs> Alright, I hope you've got two picks here Okay, two picks Um, Well (laughs) The next one I have Is Terminator 2 (laughs) And here's the thing with the argument It's not so much the technology Of the bots themselves It's the time travel science That really
0: bites them in the arse You fucked us, Hendo You really fucked us
2: I didn't fuck anything.
1: You could have got. You could have thought of Terminator Two before you before your Spider Man Two pick. I told you about technology. Why didn't you start thinking about technology films?
0: I did. Doc Ock, brilliant pick. Nah. You wait for all the comments. Damn, Spider Man Two. How good's that film? Yeah, I'm with well, you. Well, then you shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be worried. I'm worried going up against T Two. Then why didn't you pick it? <laughs> I think we just lost the draft, Endo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: this is this is great because this is normally Billy and I turning on each other. So this is. This is a great little holiday (laughs) Oh dear Alright, so I'm going again aren't I? Yes you are I mean you
0: don't even need to at this point, but sure
2: Alright, well, just in the interests of votes And also because it's phenomenal Why don't I take Blade Runner? Man, we really opened the floodgate here
1: didn't we?
0: Yep. Yeah, we dropped the ball
1: Looks like <sighs> I can cross off technology gone wrong for a draft. I, gu-
0: I guess I can cross. Honey, I shrunk the kids off my list. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> or, I mean, only in the interests of picking.
2: Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Of course. Uh, all right, Dean.
0: Yeah. What do you? What do What are your thoughts? I'm done. <laughs> I've never felt so defeated in a draft before. I think we need to go something really different. I think we need to put a movie on that anyone that has any shred of respect for it will go, oh, wow, they put that on. Let's pick that.
1: What about Titanic?
0: No, that's ridiculous. What? <laughs> <laughs> the technology of make, making the biggest ship
1: ever? I mean, do you, you want to get zero percent? <laughs> <laughs> what are you you're doing? Talking like our first four picks, you're talking like our first four picks are terrible. They're they're really, really great films. So yes. don't be so down, down on you.
0: Because Jurassic Park... <laughs> Space Odyssey T2 Take Jurassic Park 3 Why don't we go Why don't we go Something like Like a classic Like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde No
1: Titanic's better
0: I'm telling you We'd get more votes With Dr. Jekyll And Mr. Hyde It's certainly
2: a It's a great purist pick that one there's, certain, exactly. you know, there's no cheating involved you're not stretching you haven't opened any floodgates you just ooh 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 what about the matrix
0: uh technology oh no not technology science gone wrong okay what science went wrong
1: basically the same thing as terminator isn't it oh I'm just Don't trying the to computers take
0: over and
2: using us as batteries hmm okay
0: I mean it's a cool looking poster to put up sure do you know what I
2: think the greatest left field pick here is no <laughs> 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 Spare us your pity (laughs) (laughs) The creation of soap Is a chemical process Wow Chemistry is science (laughs) That's not bad at all (laughs) (laughs) Fight club is science gone wrong
0: Oh man Ah okay Uh, Come on
1: Matrix for sure I think I'm going to change the draft To science slash technology gone wrong
0: you can't do that you cannot do that. This is nah. We've got to be true to Chris.
1: Think of a think of a better movie than The Matrix then.
0: The Godfather. Because <laughs> <laughs> man created guns, Hendo. we really we've really fucked off the science and all this, haven't we? Gunpowder is a science. There you go. Thank you.
2: Saruman was all over it. There you go. <laughs> Two, towers. Of the ring. <laughs> Two <laughs> towers. Without science, uh, Helm's <laughs> Deep would still have a wall. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, put the Matrix in. It's a all bullshit right, pig, but all right.
1: It spiraled so far out of control. I love it. It was amazing. <laughs> all right. I, think, I reckon if I just put put the, the draft up without the theme, no one would ever guess it's science gone wrong
0: (laughs) I mean when does the Matrix ever go last in a draft of 10
1: like if you can possibly
0: pick the Matrix it's always number (laughs) 1
1: yeah I reckon we'll get a comment like that how did the Matrix go last and now we'll listen to it and how we just spiralled out of control (laughs) alright Topher your team is Jurassic Park 2001 A Space Odyssey The Fly Terminator 2 Judgment Day and Blade Runner And we've got Back to the Future, A Clockwork Orange, Spider-Man 2, The Terminator, and The Matrix.
0: Fuck. Let me swap lists.
1: No (laughs) way. I love our list.
0: And uh, realistically, what percent do you think we're going to get from this?
1: I think this would be closer than you think. I think this could be like a 52 to 48,
0: like a close match. I reckon we'll get 32%, if that. What
1: is wrong with you? (laughs) 32%? 32%? Yep. And I think you're under our draft
0: here. <laughs> our list is fine, but Topher has all the film Twitter, just orgasm films.
1: <laughs> mm. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I, I think it's going to be closer than you think. But that's going to do it for Pod v Pod 39. <laughs> Topher, thank you so much for coming back on, Bud, and uh, giving us a good, good, good match here. Pleasure,
2: gentlemen. Always
1: good to speak. Absolutely. Uh, before you go, why don't you just tell the listeners where you can find you and
2: Billy's podcast? Certainly. We Watched a Thing can be found um, at wewatchedthing.com. If you plug it into any kind of social thing at a Thing, you should find us. Um, get amongst it. Excellent. Well said. All right. Okay,
1: once again, Topher, thank you so much for coming back on, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, see you, fellas. Hey, listeners, we just want to take a quick second here to thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and listen to us banter on about movies and all things movie related.
0: Yeah, it really does mean a lot to the both of us. We're always looking to improve our show and get our name out there, and there's a couple of ways you can help us.
1: Yeah, one of the easiest ways is to just get the word of mouth out there. Let your family and friends know about the show and where they can find us, which is pretty much everywhere. Places like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, Podbean. We're very thankful to Podbean for taking on our podcast.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a great hosting site with a great app to go with it.
1: Yeah, what I like about Podbean's app is you can actually comment on the episode you're listening to and it goes straight to us and we can reply back immediately. We've also opened up a new little merch store over on TeePublic. We've got uh, a couple of t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that good stuff for sale. So, if you're at all interested in getting a little bit of Movie Journey sweet sweet merch, head on over there and see if anything tickles your fancy.
0: Amazing! And if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so over on Twitter, Control rolls our main handle at the movie journey and i am at dean's 250 journey you can also check out our facebook page at facebook.com slash the movie journey our letterbox pages where we keep our film diaries up to date i am at letterboxd.com slash dino underscore j88 really rolls off the tongue and you can find hendo at letterboxd.com slash Hendo. And we also have a new Facebook discussion group.
1: Yeah, a little listener community going on over there.
0: Yeah, head on over, join up. We'd love for you to be a part of the discussion.
1: Exactly. Another way to help us out is to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes for us. Or if you're really loving the show and want more, why not check out our Patreon, where we post another weekly show, Breaking
0: Down Films Not
1: on the IMDb Top 250 list.
0: Yeah, we've got over 70 episodes over there, including such classic film series like the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series, as well as some notable film directors directors such as wes anderson edgar wright and even quentin tarantino
1: yeah that's right there's also tons of benefits over there early access to our main show patron only polls that we put out on the regular
0: Yeah, exactly you can even shape the show the way you want to by telling us what films you would like us to break down so what's coming up this week mate well
1: dean it is another patron requested review and it comes to us from brother shane and he has selected
0: owning mahoney said what now owning mahoney What the hell is owning Mahoney, Hendo? I
1: know nothing about the film. All I know is that I saw a picture of it and it has Philip Seymour Hoffman on the front of it.
0: Okay, so it should be at least two stars then.
1: (laughs) Look at you setting the bar.
0: Well, I feel like Philip Seymour Hoffman gets an automatic two-star minimum.
1: Can you think of a bad Philip Seymour Hoffman film?
0: No. Have you seen Capote?
1: No. Me neither. I'm sure it's good. Or Doubt for that matter.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen
1: Doubt either. I thought for sure if Shane was
0: going to pick a... Philip Seymour Hoffman film, he would have picked out. Ooh, maybe The Master is two stars. Maybe oh, yeah, there maybe, we go. Maybe that's less than two stars, actually.
1: Nah, that, that's that's our controversial opinion there. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, the Master is two and a half stars for me.
0: Mm. Anyway, Owning Mahoney. Yeah, can't wait for that one. Yeah, me too. Also, I want to give a big shout out this week to brand new patron, Heffa. Heifer! Heffa. <laughs> Uh, love the nickname. Uh, welcome aboard. I hope you're loving all the bonus content there, mate.
1: Yeah, he's also at the tier level where he gets to choose a patron requested review coming up. So I can't wait to see what he's going to choose for us.
0: Absolutely. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over to patreon.com slash themoviejourney and check out the myriad of rewards and benefits we have to offer.
1: All right, mate, it's time for...
2: Answer my question!
1: The question, jerk! Where we asked you, what is your favourite Heath Ledger film? Now, let's take a look at some responses over on Twitter. First one from Carlo, Brokeback Mountain.
0: Next up from Pint O Comics, Sir John. I'll be that guy, 10 things I hate about you. What's wrong with being that guy? There's nothing wrong with that guy. Good work.
1: Next one from Short and Sweet Film Reviews, The Dark Knight.
0: Here we go. Next up from Curious Nixons. Okay, wild jump, but both 10 things I hate about you and The Dark Knight.
1: There you go. There's one of them. Emma says I will always love 10 Things I Hate About You but I also adore his 2005 movie The Brothers Grimm
0: a uh, shocking amount of love for 10 Things I Hate About You so far Ronnie Casole says The Dark Knight Amy Thomason
1: says Sophisticated Me says Brokeback Mountain which I do love Real Me says 10 Things I Hate About You which still makes me swoon
0: Ah uh, Shoot the Flick says Knight's Tale it was so great with that amazing ensemble
1: The Hara Club Podcast says The Order what the
0: hell is The Order?
1: I don't know. I saw that on his list, and I've never heard of it. Didn't you
0: watch all of Heath Ledger's films this week?
1: Yeah, I watched Paws as well. He he voices a talking animal.
0: In what Paws? What it is? It was pre Two Hands Day. What is Paws? Is it so? It's animated, or is it like Milo and Otis? No, I feel like
1: it's like an AirBuds, an AirBud style film. Yeah, it, Milo and Otis. I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
0: get that AirBuds out of here, okay? It's Milo and Otis. <laughs> Next up from Lesbar Palooza, that would be Ten Things I Heard About You. Wow, who knew, Hendo?
1: Last one here on Twitter. Iafro Strum says The Dark Knight. I'm yeah, pretty sure 10 things I had about you got the most responses on Twitter.
0: Maybe people just assumed that The Dark Knight would get the most or is the obvious one, so they went with something different.
1: Well, let's see if it's the obvious one for us when we do our top five Heath Ledger films. As usual, we start off with you, mate. What is your number five?
0: Uh, my number five is A Knight's Tale. Nice.
1: All right, cool. My number five is Monster's Ball.
0: Okay. My number four, Brokeback Mountain.
1: That's a little low I thought you would have had that At at least number three
0: I mean for me I saw it at the cinema In What year was that Hendo? 2007? Eight? Six? Five? Four. Yeah
1: 2005
0: Yeah I saw it in the cinemas in 2005 I ne- I've never seen it again So I remember it being good Okay I Haven't ever watched it again So I'm sure if I watched it now I'd Not like it top three worthy more. I mean in fairness I'm pretty fond of My top three Three here. It's not like, you know, it's not like Brokeback Mountains just making up the numbers. It's very good, but the top three is superior.
1: My number four is 10 Things I Hate About You.
0: My number three is 10 Things I Hate About You.
1: There we go. My number three is
0: A Knight's Tale. Really? (laughs) Well, there you go. Bit of a fan, are we, Hendo? Don't mind the film. Uh, My number two is Two Hands
1: hands, okay. I need to I need to rewatch that film. It's Hold not it. in my list.
0: What? How, yeah. How I don't is remember it? In? Are you serious?
1: I don't remember it. I don't remember it. I probably saw it like early 2000s and cannot remember the film.
0: Wow. It's got Heath Ledger in it, Hendo.
1: Oh god. Really?
0: Yes. He's playing a true Australian Patriot. It's fantastic. My number two is Brokeback Mountain. All right. And my number one, The Dark
1: Knight. Which is obviously my number one as well. Now, looking at our joint top five here, we have from five to one, Two Hands, A Knight's Tale, Ten Things I Hate About You, Brokeback Mountain, and, of course, The Dark Knight. All right, let's take a look at our competition here and see who has won our latest competition. That was a badly worded sentence, but... We'll move on from there. Runner-up this week is Luke James Human, with, uh, from 5 to 1, Brokeback Mountain, Monsters Ball, 10 Things I Had About You, Two Hands, and The Dark Knight. So he's got 4 out of 5 with an honourable mention for his fifth one. And normally that would be enough to win. But our winner also has 4 out of 5 with an honourable mention. But he got our top 2 dead on. And I'm talking about, again, Chris Beardsall with, from five to one, Monster's Ball, Two Hands, A Knight's Tale, Brokeback Mountain, and The Dark Knight. So once again, Chris is getting to get some sweet, sweet merch. And you know what I'm going to do? I've got a bit of old uh, IMDb Journey merch, some stickers. I'm, I'm going to send those out to Chris. How, how about those?
0: Wow. <laughs> really scraping the bottom of the barrel, Hendo.
1: <laughs> they, those, they're nostalgic. Those, they'll be worth a pretty penny in the future.
0: <laughs> uh, I doubt it, Hendo.
1: All right, for next week's top five, considering we're doing V for Vendetta, we're going with what is your top five Natalie Portman performances? Not films, performances.
0: Ah, mixing it a little bit it, of a difference there. Mixing it up this weekend, though.
1: Well, this top five comes to us from awesome patron brother Shane. It's his pick, so well, I don't know what what do you want me to say.
0: Nothing. I, I I take it back. Ooh, mixing it up for us this week, brother Shane. <laughs> the good the bad All right, before we get into what else we've been watching, just a quick heads up. We won't be spoiling the films we're about to talk about, so if you haven't seen them, have no fear. All right, mate, how many films have you watched in the last fortnight? I'm going to go with 3. 3. Yeah. Jesus. What about you? 10. 10. Not bad. Maybe a bit a bit disappointing considering you've been on holidays. So really you've got no excuse.
1: I don't want to have my entire time watching films. I've been doing other stuff, believe it or not.
0: This isn't a movie watching challenge anymore. This is a new
1: you, Hendo. I know. What's I've going been on? i getting out and doing a bit of exercise. For real? Yeah. Oh. You sound disappointed. <laughs> I am the fit one here, sir. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, good for you.
1: Thank you. Well, let's kick it off with number 10 here, and we've got Scoob.
0: Ah, yes. Old Scooby-Dooby-Doo.
1: Yeah, not not a good. Where film. are you? Uh, it started off real well. No, don't come in later on and say that. <laughs> it was almost delayed.
0: I don't even know the next line. I was going to do this thing where I just continually say the next line, but I realised I only know Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? You've got we've some got some work to, do to now? solve now. And That's all I know. Then I repeat it, and then it's Scooby Dooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, for me, this started off really well. It had a, a nice scene of them uh, all as kids getting to know each other and meeting each other. I thought that was really good. And I didn't mind the animation. It was pretty good. But the problems are it's not funny at all in the slightest. There are these extra characters that just that come into this film, like their main characters. I have no idea who these people are. Like, was I supposed to was know coming shaggy? into it? I looked it up afterwards. No, I knew Shaggy, you idiot. Was it Scrappy-Doo? No, Scrappy-Doo's not in this. They, what? They didn't want to come back for this one.
0: He was probably asking for too much money.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I didn't know who these people were. I looked it up afterwards. Apparently, they are these these other Hanna-Barbera characters, and it's some sort of crossover. I'm like, what? I have no idea who these people are.
0: Was Batman in it?
1: Is Batman Hanna-Barbera?
0: Well, he's in Scooby-Doo movies. No,
1: don't you mean Scooby-Doo's in Batman movies?
0: (laughs) I'll I'll (laughs) take that as no, he wasn't in it. Yeah,
1: and from the scene after they were kids to when they, they become grown up again doing their mystery, I was bored shitless in this film, so it's two stars for me.
0: Okay. I was expecting worse. Well, there were
1: some, some good things to it, just not enough to go past two stars. We have a review here from Corey Tatum. It's a lot of fun, much better than I thought it would be. The animation is great and voice acting is done really well. I really enjoyed the Hanna-Barbera references. If you're a fan of old Hanna-Barbera cartoons and Scooby-Doo, it's well worth the watch. Four stars.
0: Is it bad that I've never heard the words Hanna-Barbera before in my life? Yes. What the hell is Hanna-Barbera?
1: The company that made the Scooby-Doo? Like DC? Is it, DC, a, is it that, a person? I think it's two people's last names.
0: I mean, what's their second biggest property? Yogi Bear? Flintstones? The Jetsons? I mean, it'd be the Flintstones.
1: I'm pretty sure it's all that sort of- Yeah, Hannibal Barbera definitely did the Flintstones. Oh, okay. All right. My number nine is a 2010 comedy, quote unquote, comedy. Get into the Greek.
0: I think I started this one once and was utterly disappointed and did not last very long.
1: Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, I went to bed one night and saw it on Netflix on my list. Well, not my list, my recommendations. Whatever it was, I put it on something to go to sleep to. And yeah, that night it got me to sleep pretty quickly. But yeah, whatever. <laughs> I finished the fucking movie. Uh, let's see some good things here. Uh, P. Diddy basically steals the scenes that he's in. Sean Combs, Puff Daddy, whatever you want to call him, he is the he's the one. He's the one to look out for in this film. Ah, oh, also. Elizabeth Moss. That, that's all I need to say. There's a plus for you. She's great. What brings this film down is Russell Brand. I just think he <laughs> is an he's he's an unfunny clown. He I don't I don't like this guy. He, this comedian is not funny to me in the slightest. The laughs are barely existent in this film. Maybe got a couple of huh, out of me every once in a while, and the whole thing is just. It's like nothing like it, it Joni Hill looks like he doesn't even want to be there it's it's just not a good film it's another two-star film
0: yeah he's certainly no David Spade
1: are you comparing my two-star getting to the Greek to my two-star the wrong
0: Missy yes yes I was <laughs> your enough, two-star then. your two-star review for the wrong Missy was so much more positive than your two-star review for get him to the Greek <laughs>
1: That's why that's a better film. But my number eight film is a indie film that we got a private screener for that we checked out. It is called Ghost.
0: Yeah, Ghost. It's uh it's a British film and it tells the story of a guy just being released from prison trying to, you know, get back into his life and reconnect with his son, who he hasn't really had much contact with for what is it, ten years?
1: I think that's right, about ten years, yeah. Now you obviously saw this
0: too, Dean? I did. I did. Do you want to know where it falls in my ranking this week now?
1: Whether it's 1, 2 or 3? Yes. I mean, if you want.
0: I mean, it's 3.
1: Okay. <laughs> but that but is what is that saying yet? You know, we don't even know where your 3 baseline is. But for your number 3 film, Dean, what did you think of it?
0: Uh, it's very boring. Very very boring. It's, the movie goes for under 90 minutes and still feels so incredibly long. There are so many sequences here of just characters looking off into the distance. There's so many like extended sequences of like people lighting cigarettes. And I'm watching and I'm like, I guess they're going for some sort of realistic tone here. And there's a lot of you know silences between in particular the dad and his son but again it's like that might be realistic that doesn't mean i want to watch it though
1: yeah this is anthony james's first film that he's directed and the the thing with this film is it was shot entirely on an iphone so it's 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 showing you that you can go out there and make a movie with just with basically just a phone and for me there are th- there are things in this film that I did enjoy like the the times when the the characters were interacting with each other yes. especially the scenes to like down the line with the father and the son and the emotion that comes out of them when they you know they start yep. talking about you know the past 10 years and the revelations and that that is all really 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 good it's just like you said there's a lot of filler in the middle of just of just long shots and stuff that really makes this film drag out a bit
0: Yeah, it's funny because it was actually based off a, uh, oh, he made it first as a short film and then turned it into the feature length. And uh, yeah, It's, it's probably pretty clear that there are some scenes that would have been the standouts of this short feature that they've just padded around to get to these points. Uh I, yeah. yeah as you said when they're actually talking and getting into the you know the more emotive stuff it's it's not bad at all like I was enjoying it but the problem is most of this film is just a slog to get through and it sucks it it does suck not the movie sucks but it sucks that there's you know so much dead air basically in this film uh to bring it down but for me ultimately Pretty generic. Uh, Two stars, Hendo. Yeah,
1: I feel like they could have chopped this 88-minute film down to like a 70-minute film, take out like 18 to 20 minutes of that extra filler part, which would probably make the film obviously feel a lot less uh, longer and it would have a bit more focus on the characters and that. But like you said, like I said, when the characters are, are there and they're... Going through the plot and they're talking and they're interacting. It is it is really really good. It's just the the filler really bogs it down for me. So yeah, I give this two and a half. It is available on Amazon Prime and video on demand. If you want to go check that out, the film is Ghost. All right, Dean. My number seven is a Netflix film called Lost Bullet. Did you see Lost Bullet on your tracks when you were flipping through Netflix every once in a while?
0: No, I have not. And I'll have you I'll have you know I I spend far too long flipping through Netflix.
1: Yeah, and then you realise you could have watched a whole movie in that time it took, of <laughs> you flipping through to decide what movie to watch.
0: Pretty much.
1: Yeah, Lost Bullet I believe is a French film. I saw I saw the trailer for it. It is very much like a Fast and Furious film. They really cut it together like it was a a French Fast and Furious. I must say.
0: I mean, it sounds terrible.
1: It's about a small-time delinquent turned police mechanic for a go-fast task force who is forced <laughs> to defend his innocence when his mentor is killed by dirty cops.
0: Wow. A go fast task force.
1: Yes. And let's see, it is it is surprisingly entertaining. I had really low expectations going into this film. The there's a lot of like practical action and cast stunts and choreography, that sort of stuff. And it's really, really good. Like there's no there's very little CGI bullshit in this, which I kind of thought it would be. They really went out of their way to make it authentic. And honestly, I said it's a French Fast and Furious. That's a thumbs up for me. (laughs) I don't mind most of the Fast and Furious movies, so I had a good time with it. Problem is, the things you're probably going to think of, story is incredibly generic and unoriginal, and just massive laugh out louds for the blatant sequel and franchise attempt that they're trying to go for here, which is not going to happen. Three stars for me for Lost Bullet.
0: Wow, three stars. So I recommend for Lost Bullet. That's right. You have no standards, Hendo. Same recommend for my number six,
1: the Coen Brothers Barton Fink. Okay. I I haven't not seen this. Do you know what it's about? I
0: know it's about John Tutero. Stars him, yes. You're right. I have no Goodman. idea what the story is.
1: It's about a renowned New York playwright who was enticed to California to write for the movies and discover the hellish truth of Hollywood.
0: Is this a true story, like autobiographical thing from no. the Coens?
1: No. no, I don't think I don't think so. And let's see some good here. Uh, John Tatar and John Goodman work very well together, and every scene they share is a very, is a is a delight. They they work very, their chemistry is very good. Their acting is great in this film. The Coens have once again made a very unique and interesting film. Every film they do, there's it is, it is a different sort of style and genre. They they've really gone across the board with all their films here. And honestly, this does seem like an incredibly well thought out and intelligent film that I know I missed the point of. I think if I'm, I think I, I, this is a film that probably requires a rewatch if you go into it not knowing anything about it, which is what I did. I, I didn't know anything about this film when I watched it. I didn't know a plot or anything, and. I feel like I I wish I did. Like sometimes it can be a good thing that you don't know anything about a film. But sometimes I think you need to have some sort of idea or premise of what you're going into to not go halfway through the film going, oh, okay, so this is what it's kind of about. Because I don't think it's the film's fault, but I feel like where my mind went, it was a different direction to where the film ended up going which made me kind of feel a little dissatisfied, I guess. I, I think I really need to watch this film again, knowing what the film is about and where it's going to go to really pick up on all the little intricacies and things that I missed because I had, a, I had an idea of where it was taking me and I was wrong. So three stars for me, for Barton Fink.
0: Sometimes, Henda, I just feel like you can never be satisfied.
1: I mean, is that a bad thing that I have such high expectations for films that if they don't meet my expectations, I am not satisfied?
0: You literally just finished uh, rating the Coen's masterpiece, Barton Fink, the same as some f- some fr- some French Fast and Furious rip-off called Lost Bullet.
1: Okay, we've got a review here for Barton Fink by Holmes Movies. Barton Fink is one of the Coen brothers' best and most underrated films. John Turturro is brilliant as the title character, a New York playwright struggling with writing a script in Los Angeles. John Goodman steals the show as Charlie Meadows. It was their first collaboration with Roger Deakins and the cinematography is sublime as is the music and sound design. My number five is a documentary that you watched last fortnight. I guess it is now the show must go on the queen and Adam Lambert story.
0: Ah, yes. What did you think of this documentary Hendo?
1: It was good. It was really good. I love queen. So listening to all their songs is as usual, a joy, uh, like I think I mentioned the last time when you spoke about it, that I actually did watch the American Idol season that Adam Lambert was part of. So it was very interesting to go back and see some of that stuff that they show in the film. Like, oh yeah, I remember all that stuff that happened. And I mean, it is the last thing I watched about Queen was Bohemian Rhapsody, so this is a massive step up from that. Some issues. There's too much Joe Jonas in this film. Why the hell is he in this film talking about Queen? uh. Uh-huh. And I know this is the Adam Lambert story, but I. I wouldn't mind just seeing a bit more of those Freddie Mercury interviews they had in there too. Like, I know it was basically one interview with him that whole time, but a little bit more of him in there would have been good as well. But three stars for the show must go on. Okay. All right, on to my number four, which
0: is Monsters Ball. Ah, oh, we're into the Heath Ledger films now.
1: We are into the Heath Ledger films. The The two that I watched to catch up on some of my missed Heath Ledger films. I did try to get to The Patriot today, but I I ran out of time. I didn't realise that film went for over two and a half hours. I'm like, no, I don't have time for that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that would have made your top five.
1: But anyway, Monster's Ball, I think there's some fantastic performances from Halle Berry and Billy Bob Thornton in this film. I think the first half was very, very strong. And there's a couple of, I'll say, shocking character departures that I didn't expect at all in this film. I think the problem with this film that drops it is The second half really, really drops off for me. And I I don't know what this film was trying to say. I I was was confused by the message that it was telling the audience. So three stars for Monsters Ball. Have you seen Monsters Ball?
0: Yes, I have. Long time ago? Yeah, like it would have been when it came out. Uh, Never rewatched it. I remember a couple of things that you may have touched on, but really, yeah, pretty vague for me.
1: All right. Well, we've already got to your number three, which was Ghost. Back to my number three, which is Jumanji: The Next Level.
0: Oh yeah, I don't mind
1: this movie. Yeah, yeah. It was it was good. I think the inclusion of Danny DeVito and Danny Glover was just gold in this film. I think there's enough callbacks to the first film here that it wasn't overkill. Like I think they got right on that that point where it was nearly overkill, but they didn't step over the mark, which was fine. And it is. A generally entertaining and fun film, much like the first one. Problem is, it was incredibly predictable the entire time, and that has a lot to do with the fact that it's just the same formula as the first one that they did. Like, what do, you, do you call "Welcome to the Jungle" the second in the Jumanji films, or is this the second to, of this new instalments franchise?
0: I mean, this isn't the yeah, you know, this isn't a trilogy we've got now, is it? I know it's in the same universe, and I know that uh, Robin Williams' character from the first one is in the first Jumanji film, but it really, for all intents and purposes, feels like a full-on reboot.
1: I also found out uh, that the aunt from the first Jumanji is actually in this film as well.
0: Maybe it is a trilogy then.
1: But I don't think she's playing the same character, so Mm -hmm. who knows? Got me all confused here, Jumanji. And I think you mentioned as well, back when you reviewed it, the Rock's impersonations were pretty bad. I didn't I didn't buy anything he was doing in this film. He really can't match up to the likes of Kevin Hart, Jack Black, and Aquafina. I think their impersonations of the characters they were playing were fantastic. And I think The Rock really dropped it. So, three stars for Jumanji The Next Level.
0: Fair enough. Lots of three stars from you, Hendo.
1: Yeah, that's right. All right, we have a review here for Jumanji The Next Level from the Awfully Irish podcast. I like Jumanji, but feel they wasted the potential of Rory McCann as the villain. He kind of just stood around and waited. I mean, isn't that the point of like a, a game, like a video game villain? They're just going to stand around and wait for the the characters to rock up?
0: I mean, yeah, sure. If you're talking about a video game, then they're not doing much, are they? All right, mate. Your number two. My number two is Athlete A.
1: Okay. I didn't watch this. Uh, I might still watch it, but when I saw a trailer for it, and I'm like, that's the Larry Nassar story. That's the same as in The Heart of the Gold.
0: Yeah. It is. I did not realize that when I put this thing on. Uh, okay. And I started watching and I had that same realization that you, you've you had that like, hang on, is this the same thing like exactly yeah. as at the heart of gold? And it is. It is exactly the same except not nearly as good. So, it tells the story of, you know, the USA Gymnastics Dr. Larry Nass's abuse of many, many uh, athletes At elite level and touches on the abuse that, you know, the athletes are exposed to of the non-sexual sort as well. The problem is, it's just a... It just is not nearly as good as the other film in every single aspect. And it's hard. It's hard. Oh, I mean, I'm going to give it three stars. But, like, (sighs) I mean, I wouldn't recommend you watch it. Um... It's a fine movie if you haven't seen the sensational at the heart of gold. So yeah. on its own merit, it'd be three stars. But everything I watched here, not only did I know, but I'd seen done better. So yeah, I, if you're if you're interested in this, you know, terrible, terrible story, watch at the heart of gold. But this is not a bad film. It's just unfortunate that this has come out and there's an identical film that's far superior.
1: Fair enough. All right, my number two is. A Knight's Tale.
0: Nice. Again, this is same boat as Monster's Wall. I saw it when it came out. I haven't seen it since.
1: Yeah, who knew Justin could be so entertaining, right? I had a good time with this film. Heath Ledger really puts on a show here. He's he's very charismatic and owns the screen. And the supporting cast are really good in this film too. I didn't realise that one of them was Mark Addy. Do you know who that guy is? Of
0: course. Uh, what's his name? Baratheon.
1: Yeah, Yeah. very good. Nice. Nice memory there. What's what's wrong with this film? Honestly, the updated rock music soundtrack kind of got on my nerves after a hey, while.
0: More Queen for you this week.
1: Yeah, they started off with Queen and then they went into other rock rock songs and that. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. We are, I understand the shtick of what you're doing here, but it's it's a bit too much now. And I found the rivalry between Heath Ledger and the you know the villain of this film was really really weak. So it's a three and a half star film for me.
0: Okay your number 1 my number 1 is hamilton ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show now hendo what do you know about hamilton
1: absolutely nothing
0: i don't believe you
1: nothing no okay here's what i know it's a musical uh, that has lin-manuel miranda in it and i know that because of curb your enthusiasm that is actually all i
0: know okay uh it is a musical I have you heard people talk about it at all on other podcasts?
1: I've heard everyone talking about this and not not f- just because of the film that came out, but I have heard of people talking about Hamilton the musical, but I couldn't name a single song, I couldn't name a, a plot, a character or anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know about this. Uh, so it's interesting because I had heard about it. Like I from what I hear, it is this cultural phenomenon at least in mm-hmm. America. No one who I speak to knows what this is in Australia. Yep. Yeah. So the plot, it's about I mean it's a true story about one of the American founding fathers of okay. America. It's about the revolution, all that stuff. How are you with American history? <laughs> yeah. I'm, That's I'm the your same. answer. I'm the same. I knew nothing about this. So when I watched this, this was uh, Very educational It told this story that is, you know, basically how these people formed the first real government in the US And it's a super dry, dry topic Having said that, this Hamilton is incredible uh, I was mm-hmm. glued to the screen I love everything about this thing I watched okay, it
1: that's, that's, a, that's generally what I've heard
0: I watched it Saturday Saturday and then I watched it Sunday. It goes okay. for 2 hours and 40 minutes. Jesus. So, it's it's super long. And honestly, if we weren't recording right now, I'd probably be watching it. <laughs> Come on. For Shoot. the is it, first- is it, is it okay for kids? Yeah. I mean, my three watched it. It's... All right, then. It's a stage play. There's, I mean, they say shit a couple times. That's the sort. It's PG <laughs> thirteen. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure how strict you are with your kids, but I mean, wh- I mean, what do you say about Hamilton? It's. I just want to talk to people about it. I want to get other people watching it. It's the songs are incredible. For the first time in literally many many years, I'm going to listen to music, uh, with headphones. Wow. Instead of podcasts, <laughs> this, is, which... this is a big deal. This is a big deal. What the the music thing?
1: That this movie has such an impact on you that you're going to listen to music.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just wanna, I just wanna hear more of it. Their talent. These people are just insanely talented. To turn what seriously just sounds like the most boring topic you can think of, you know, forming government and legislation and writing essays into this insanely energetic, emotional, touching, brilli- brilliantly acted show is astonishing. And a lot of what I'm saying is basically the stage show of Hamilton. Now, if you're actually talking about this film Hamilton, what they've been able to achieve is amazing as well. Now, I obviously don't have the show to compare it to. So, this is me taking in every aspect of it at once. But the actual direction of this is fantastic. It's actually filmed over three days in June of 2016. With all the original Mm -hmm. cast and it's... So, they actually did some shows for this film with no audience and had the camera on stage so you could get great close-ups and moving the camera around on stage. There's overhead shots. It's not just a stationary camera at the front of a stage. Like, the actual camera work and editing is... It's fantastic. Uh, I cannot recommend this enough. Yeah. I mean, what can I say? I'm not going five stars. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> you're, you're sitting. You're sitting there like uh, hit the button.
0: I mean, it might get there, but at the moment, I'll go four and a half.
1: Very oh. good. All right. My... You know who?
0: Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You know who else is in this that you would know? Nah. David Diggs. Ah no.
1: Oh, that's right. He is in that. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, jog my memory a little bit.
0: Yeah. He's he's fantastic cool. in it. Fantastic. All right.
1: I'm definitely gonna watch it for sure.
0: I have no doubt.
1: All right. Well, my number one. Is the film you got me to watch?
0: Atonement. Hey, how good is it? <gasps> yeah, it's very, very good. It's a really well made movie, isn't it? I
1: I didn't know what it was about. Yeah, me neither. I just I saw the I saw I saw the post. I'm like, okay, period piece movie. That that's that's my expectation. I don't I don't have too much expectation on a period uh piece film. Like Little Women was fantastic, and I don't think I've seen any others, really.
0: Howard's but, no, End. No, this was
1: much more than that. I haven't seen Howard's End.
0: I mean, you're not missing much. <laughs> All
1: right, but what's good about this film? It, uh, the score is wonderful,
0: isn't it amazing?
1: I looked it up afterwards. He did win the Oscar that year. I completely forgot about your review of the film. After I, you know, done up my review, and went back and listened to yours. Essentially, that's everything you said. Like, score's amazing. Like, he wanted, he won the Oscar for it. The film has some distinct acts that flow really well within each other. Like, it never feels off pace or jarring. I think McAvoy and Knightley have fantastic chemistry in this film. And the ending threw me through a loop in a good way. Like, I just never never had any idea of what was to transpire throughout that portion of the film, which was great. If I'm going to knock on this film, and it's not the film's fault, seeing grown-up Brioni as not the Saoirse Ronan we know of today was super jarring.
0: Super disappointing. I'm like, who is like this you person? Just, you really just want to see grown-up Saoirse Ronan here.
1: Exactly. Like we should, They should just get her to go film those scenes again.
0: What a slap in the face to the other actress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, but overall, really, really good film, Dean. Four stars for me.
0: Oh, nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
1: And that is going to do it. Thank you very much to Topher from We Watch The Thing for coming on board and having a rematch with us.
0: Yeah, thanks, Tofa.
1: Now next week, Dean, is our is our next breakdown, and it is coming to us from Brother Shane, and we're going to do V for Vendetta.
0: Excellent. Can't complain about that.
1: Absolutely not. So thank you very much everyone for checking out the episode, and we will see you next week for V for Vendetta.
0: Bye.